Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. We're going global on the show today. Ukraine signs a trade deal with the European Union. We'll look at the growth of golf in China and what the art market can tell us about the world economy. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Washington, I'm David Gura, in for Kai Rizdahl, here on a Friday, the 27th of June, and it's great to have you with us. We're going to kick things off, as we do most Fridays, with the weekly wrap, taking stock of the week that was. And joining us now is Catherine Rampell, columnist for The Washington Post. Hi, Catherine. Hello. And Cardiff Garcia with FT Alphaville. Hi, Cardiff. Hey, David. I want to start with you. And, you know, a few weeks back, Credit Suisse was on the hook for sort of helping some Americans evade taxes. Now it seems the focus has shifted to, to BMP Paribas. Uh, wh- why is it, do you think, that the, the federal government is focusing so much attention on these European banks? I'm not so sure that it's that they're, you know, only focusing on European banks. I think if you look at the some of the fines that JP Morgan has paid lately, some of the fines that Bank of America is likely to have to pay, uh, it's not that the regulators are only focusing on European banks. I think you could make a strong case that the mm. penalties that they're seeking are maybe a little bit disproportionate to the crimes, at least if you compare them to how much as a share of profits the American banks are having to pay. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's that the regulators are singling out the Europeans. I think this is more just that the regulators sense a few issues where they can take some scalps, and so they're going for it. Catherine, speaking of taking scalps, I mean, there are still plenty of people <laughs> decrying the fact that there have been very few individuals here, if any individuals, who have been sort of held to account for, for what's happened over these last few years. Uh, that's absolutely true, not just with uh, violating U.S. sanctions in the case of the European banks that you were talking about, but also in the United States when it comes to mortgage fraud and, and various other things. You know, it's kind of the shareholders in, in many cases that have been held to account um, and not so much the actual people who are making the bad guy decisions. That I th- and, and I think that has a lot of people very angry, understandably so. Agreed. I want to I want to pivot if I could to these GDP numbers these GDP numbers that were revised and came out from the Commerce Department earlier this week and Catherine I'll, I'll start with you uh, you know it seems like Wall Street's still processing the fact that uh, the first quarter was uh, was worse than a lot of people thought. Uh, yes, the first quarter was definitely worse than people <laughs> the thought. The polar vortex and all that, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, the uh, Council of Economic Advisors put out a report this week where they noted that this was the biggest single revision um, in the history of GDP numbers for any single quarter. So certainly things decades. looked a yeah, so certainly things looked a lot worse in the end than they started in the beginning. Um, you know, we, we didn't think that we had lost uh, quite that much in terms of output early on. That said, there will probably be further revisions. You know, we there will be, just to get a little bit in the weeds, there will be some benchmark revisions coming out soon. <laughs> so it could turn out that the quarter was better, actually, than we thought. Um, you know, it's it's hard to take a lot of these numbers at face value, even if those of us in the media feel pressured to make news out of them, um, just because there are so many moving parts um, in these in, that go into GDP, basically. Um, and there are a lot of other data points in the U.S. economy that demonstrate that actually we're doing better than the GDP number at face value suggests. Cardiff, a big decision came out of the, the Supreme Court this week. That's the Aereo decision. This is a company that was uh, rebroadcasting signals that were transmitted over the airwaves. This was being closely watched as sort of, you know, what does it mean for cloud computing? What does it mean for the future of television? Uh, I'll ask you what it means for, for Aereo. It seems like it's going gonna, it's gonna to really hurt that company in the long run. 
I mean, this might well be the death knell for Aereo. I don't really know. Uh, what I can say is that I'm really of two minds about this decision. On the one hand, it's probably the case that what Aereo was doing was inconsistent with the laws or at best exploiting a loophole. On the other hand, these are really stupid laws. This is an outmoded, anachronistic way of doing things. Uh, this was a legal architecture that was put in place several decades ago. And I think what, what needs to happen is that Congress needs to get involved and they need to make it clear that if these broadcast companies – uh, are going to be given cheap, in some cases, free access to broadband and to, you know, to have the ability uh, to transmit free content to people, then they shouldn't also get to determine how they also charge other companies uh, who also want to rebroadcast the same content. It's a really silly way of doing things, and I do hope the Congress will get involved. I'm not. I do not have high hopes for that, though. And lastly, World Cup, guys, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I was not watching yesterday. Oh, I'm, I'm sad. I had a, I had a column to file. I know. Um, I will dutiful. say that I that I hope we do well um, because as a short person, I am pro. <laughs>